Welcome to the Spirit Guided Life Podcast. Get ready to explore limitless ways of creating a dialogue with your spirit, including awesome guests, light worker tips, and intuitive inspirations. So say yes to tuning in to your heart, be willing to trust the invisible, and stand by to be spirit guided with your host, Alex Levy. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 40 of the Spirit Guided Life Podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have Christy Whitman, and we're talking all about quantum success, which is a really exciting topic and something that we haven't talked about yet on the show. Before we get started, I just want to say I am so grateful, truly, truly, for each and every one of you that has left a review or sent me a message on Instagram, because every single one of them means so much, because there's so much love that gets poured in to the energy of creating this podcast. And the fact that you take a moment to leave a review means the world. It truly does. And I read each and every single one of them. And fun fact, I don't know if you knew, but you don't actually have to write anything to leave a review. All you can do is simply just pause this right now, swipe up, and leave five stars. That in and of itself is a review without you having to do anything. So I'm excited to introduce to you our guest today. Christy Whitman is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She has been featured on Today and The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17 Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue. Christy is a CEO and founder of Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. Her work has helped thousands of people worldwide achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions and products. Christy's life-changing messages reach over 200,000 people a month, and her work has been promoted by and featured by esteemed authors and luminaries such as Marianne Williamson, Marcy Schmirnoff, Brian Tracy, Neil Donaldwash, Abraham Hicks, Wayne Dyer, and Louise Hay. Christy really broke down the heart of what quantum success is. She also shared three amazing things that we can do to release emotional blocks and get us back on track for creating what it is we really want. Christy also broke down some of the universal laws, and we also talked about goals. We talked about what happens when you achieve a goal you think you want, but when you achieve it, you still feel unfulfilled, and what the difference is between that type of goal versus a more soulful goal or a goal that is more reverse engineered, as you'll hear Christy talk about. Christy also talked about the importance of language and how our words have such a vibrational frequency and the true importance of trying to find the right words to re-script and rewrite the stories we're telling ourselves. So without any further ado, let's dive on in. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Spirit Guided Life podcast. It's a a real pleasure to talk to you. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. So 
what inspired you to do what you do? And how did you get into this world of empowerment and coaching and, and being an author? Well, you know, it was about 25 years ago. I found myself living in Chicago and I was, you know, I was born and raised in Arizona. I moved to Chicago after college and I was living there with my best friend and I had really created an amazing career. I was working in, um, in liquor and wine and to be in my early twenties and to have like on, on premise, so like hotels and restaurants and bars and that sort of thing as the thing that I did, I was a salesperson for wine and liquor. Um, I just had, you know, a ton of fun traveling around Chicago and, and being able to attend different parties and restaurants and eating the best food and drinking the best wine. And after kind of evaluating my life, I, I realized that even though I'm making great money, I've got a great career living with my best friend in such a great city and a great part of the city and having all this freedom, I still felt really unfulfilled and unsatisfied, mm. just really. And, and I'm thinking, what's, what's wrong with me? I've got it all, you know, and, and I've got everything that quote unquote, they said I should have in order to be happy. And why am I still not happy? And so that, that feeling of emptiness really had me seeking. And I just so happened to um, have been dating a guy that lived in California and I transferred with my company to kind of follow him into California. And when I did, I met one of his friends that happened to be a hairstylist. So I needed to get my hair cut. I mm -hmm. went in to see Janine and she was talking and, and she, Alex, I can't explain it, or at least I wouldn't have been able to explain it then, but it, I just kept looking at her and observing her because she just had this joy about her. She had this mm. different way that I'd never seen in anybody that I'd ever met before. And so being as blunt as I am, I said to her, okay, I got to know, what do you do? <laughs> and she started laughing. She knew exactly what I meant. And she said, well, I do a, a spiritual meditative practice. And at that point, you know, I was never in meditation or that was never a part of my life. So I'm thinking meditation, like that image of like a white bearded man <laughs> sitting at the top of a mountain, you know, yeah. in a oming and in a yogi style. So I was, I was like, what, what, what do you mean meditation? She said, listen, I'll give you my meditation teacher's phone number and you could just check her out and see if that's something that you want to, you know, get into. And so I, so great. I was, I was miserable in my life. I wasn't happy with anything I had never satisfied. Here's this mm. person that just exuded joy. And I figure, you know what, my way is just not getting me there. She has something I want. So I was dialing her meditation teacher, Melanie, as I was leaving the salon in wow. my big cell phone at that time. And so I, I was in front of Melanie about a week later and I walked into her house, which was full of like what we would consider woo-woo, right? There was crystals everywhere and statues of, of angels and all this stuff. And we sat on the floor on a kind of a little cushion and, and she said to me, you, you create your own reality. And something inside of me, now get, this is 25 years ago. This isn't like we had internet and you have all these books about how to manifest things. I mean, yeah. the word manifestation was not in my vocabulary back then. Right. And when she said, you create your own reality, there was something in me that knew that to be true. 
even though I'd never been told that before, I didn't logically know that. And so it settled into me and I went, yes, that's true. Hmm. And then my logical brain kicked in and went, well, how? And then she said, well, you are either repelling things from you or attracting things to you by your thoughts. And I thought, what do you mean my thoughts? My thoughts are my thoughts. I mean, I knew back then I could change my mind. I don't want to go there. I want to go here. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Sure. But to actually manage my thoughts and to my thoughts are my thoughts, what I think is real. And so that was just a huge, like I could feel, you know, when you like have that moment of awareness and consciousness expansion, it feels like, whoa, for me to actually find out that I could shift and change my thoughts while I'm having them or actually choose them before I have them was just blew my mind away. And at another point, I reached a different level of that. I could actually choose my emotions. What? I mean, I don't have to just be reactive of this. Mm-hmm. And so she gave me an assignment. She goes, I want you to just go home for a week and pay attention to your thoughts. And so for the first time ever, I became the observer of my thoughts. And I couldn't believe how negative I was. Nothing was ever enough. I was complaining inside my head. I was judging. I was just critical of judgmental about myself, everybody, God, the universe. I mean, everything. And no wonder I was so, I mean, I could have had everything in the universe and never would have ever been able to find satisfaction because I had these thoughts in my head that were so negative and so, so mired in lack. And so I really started to research for myself and try to look for and get my hands on anywhere I could information on lack and abundance and universal laws and and just becoming such a seeker and such a student. And about five years into my own spiritual practice and just literally seeing my life transform, I mean, just everything in my life was transforming from the type of men that I was dating to um, the type of money I was making. I mean, everything just catapulted. And when I was about five years into it, I was meditating one night before I go to bed, because I do every night. And all of a sudden I had a vision of a book that said Christy Whitman, Perfect Pictures. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I've never written a book. And so that morning at 104 in the morning, I was woken up by a voice literally talking to me and giving me the first sentence of the, of the book, the first, you know, a paragraph, the first chapter. And I couldn't roll over. I couldn't like stop myself and, and, you know, stop the noise in my head. So I got up and I started writing. And when I put my pen to pay to paper, it was like my hand became not my own. And there was just this automatic scribing that was happening. And it was amazing because it took about an hour and it was just free flowing and it continued and it went on. And then I went back to bed and the next day I didn't even think about it. And for seven nights in a row, it happened like at the same time, one Oh four in the morning, woke up wow. and uh, yeah. And so after about the sixth day, I thought is what's happening here. Is this a book? Well, you know, like what's happening. So I had just seen Terry Cole Whitaker, who has like a new thought minister back in the day. Um, she was kind of came up around the time of Louise Hay and she was a best-selling author. And I said, I think I'm writing a book. How do you get a book published? And she said, go on the internet and look for a literary agent. And so I did. And this guy happened to be a literary agent slash, slash publisher. I knew nothing about mm-hmm. the publishing industry, 
he's like, submit me your manuscript, which was just had so many holes in it needed to be edited, but I did. He accepted it. And then I got my book. I had my book in my hand. My, my family, my friends bought the book who wow. were definitely not the target audience for this book. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. They were like, what? This is just crazy. So um, I started speaking in like spiritual bookstores and new thought churches and started doing workshops. And people would ask me in the workshops, do you coach? Now, again, just like the, the thought of meditation, I had no frame of reference for a coach other right. than like a cheerleading coach or a football coach, right? It's <laughs> like, what do you mean life coach? People get paid for that? What? That's crazy. And now this is 20 years ago. And so people, I just said, no, call me on the phone and I'll, I'll help you through this. So what I didn't realize I was doing back then when I would have people call me on the phone is I was helping them shift their energy. Mm. And really be able to choose a different kind of energy and a different thought process and a different belief system. And they would be calling me back going, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I feel so different. This is manifesting. This is, this is happening in my life. This, this thing that I've wanted for years finally popped through. And, and I just loved it. I mean, I was a pharmaceutical rep at the time. And so I was doing this on the nights and weekends. And I just knew that this was something that it was my calling and that I just loved to do. And so I was, I always say I was coaching before coaching was cool. Mm. And I just followed that path. And about 13, almost 14 years ago now, I went on, on my own and quit my um, corporate job and have been a life coach and a energy master and an author and, you know, all these things, um, doing what I do, speaker, um, on really helping people understand and manage and apply the universal laws and really understand themselves as an energy master. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And what a cool story. Thank you for sharing. Do, do you ever kind of look back and, and have those what if moments? Like, well, what if I walked out of the salon and I never picked up the phone and called that teacher? You know, how, how different do you think things would have been? Oh my, I mean, I, well, let me tell you this about a year later, my sister committed suicide. Oh, and I'm so, sorry. Oh, well, thank you. But I probably would have gone down that path myself. Mm. And thank God that a year before she chose to, you know, end her own life, I had this foundation because yeah. during that time, which was, and I, you know, I haven't, I wasn't born the super silver spoon. It's not like, you know, my life's been rainbows and lollipops and unicorns. I mean, I've had pretty major things happen, especially, you know, since I've, I've learned about the universal laws. And I just feel like, thank, God, I had this foundational information because not only did I get through it, but I was able to create such clarity of those contrasting experiences. So when my sister, you know, when I was grieving and really going through that grieving process that, you know, lasted a long time, every time I felt an emotion of sadness or anger or frustration or, you know, whatever it was, I was able to stop and allow myself and give myself permission to process through it mm. and see it from a higher level and perspective. And I made a decision when she did what she did that I wasn't going to allow what she did, what, what her choice was, be my choice. And that I was going to do everything in my power to heal myself so that I don't get to that place where that's my only option. Mm. And that really led me to being able to heal myself. And then it got to a place where when people started asking my help and I, I obviously got that download of the book, 
I thought to myself, you know, if I could just help one person heal from where my sister was and not have to go through that and not have their families have to deal with the loss, then, then I'm, then I'm on purpose. And fortunately enough, I've been able to do that for myself and, you know, thousands and thousands of people, which is just, I mean, I just feel so grateful. So each of those contrasting experiences would have, they wouldn't have, it would have had a very different outcome had I not made that phone call. Mm, Totally. Wow. So what is quantum success? Well, when you think of success, I mean, we all have a different definition of what success means to us. We all have different desires, right? And usually success, it's a feeling, of course, but it's a almost like an accomplishment. You know, did I set out to do or to launch this or to create this or to publish this or to whatever it is? And to have that thing that we put our energy in create some level of success, whether it's financial or an accomplishment or a promotion or, you know, some kind of something. And when it's success, it's very much a linear step-by-step approach. It's the, it's the human being doing the things to, you know, take the action steps to create the thing that we're creating. Quantum success is understanding that who we really are is more energy than this thing that we call matter, this human being that we know ourselves to be, this programmed, um, and not just programmed bad way, but programmed in good way, like all of our life experience from the time we were born until right now is only 4% of who we really are. And that really what breathes us and what we're energetically connected to is the 96%. And so when we can tap into the energetic field and bring that into as a, as like a a conduit inside of our physical body, using our physical body for the channel, for that light, for that energy, then we have a whole different experience of what success means. It is a leapfrog. It is a exponential experience of success rather than the step-by-step linear approach human being doing it, efforting. It is more of like, you know, right person comes at the right time. You get the right piece of information. You think of someone, they call you. It, it, it flows. Does it mean that you still need to take action? Absolutely. It's part of the process. We're, we're that co-creative partner with the divine and we're the physical part. We're the physical. So we have to do the action because it cannot. Hmm. So then... Maybe you can explain, you know, there's, I'm sure people listening can think of situations in their life. I know I've been, you know, I'm pretty great at setting goals, actually. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, like, oh, this is what I'm trying to work on. And then when I, when I achieve it, I'm like, oh, but like, I don't actually feel any different. Like, it's nothing really, like, yes, I accomplished the goal, but it's not what I thought or nothing really changed. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I get that, Alex, because I, I had this, you know, I've lived my life for many years with that same experience because what most of us are conditioned to do in our lives is we think that if we want to feel a certain way, then we need to either go find a partner, create some level of success, create some level of money, move into the house, drive the car, you know, whatever the thing is that we assign our emotions. So say happiness, success, whatever that is, whatever we are wanting, we're assigning to the thing, the title, the accomplishment. And if we're approaching it from that way, we're coming from 
the space of, I don't have it. I'm missing it. In other words, I'm lacking it. Mm. So let me work, work, work to go get this thing. We get this thing, assigning this thing to be what will fill us up. And it doesn't work that way. I remember one of my first books hitting the New York Times. And it was something that mm. ever since I became an author 20 years ago, of course, I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author. And there was a feeling for the moment when I, I had my book, I want to say seven years ago or something like that, hit the New York Times. And it was a feeling of like, woohoo, yeah, you know, yay. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then I went into like a depression because mm. nothing changed. That, that feeling that I thought I was going to feel when I had my book hit the New York Times, sure, it's credibility and it's a title I get to keep forever and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I was really looking for something to fulfill me and it didn't. And, that, and, and because I reached one of my top goals and not having that sense of fulfillment, it was like trying to reach after things outside of myself. And what I now understand and what I now obviously teach is that when you, when, if you look at life as a spectrum, and there's one of the laws that I talk about is a law of sufficiency and abundance. On one side of the pole, you have lack. And on the other side of the pole, you have abundance or fulfillment. And it, in that tipping point is satisfaction. That's like mm -hmm. the tipping point to get you into a, abundance because lack always feels bad. Abundance always feels good. Most people look towards their achievement of desires or the things that they say that they want from a, I don't have it. I got to mm -hmm. go get it in order to feel it. And it's yes. coming from, it doesn't make sense energetically or vibrationally because everything in this universe is vibration. So if you're coming from lack, you're going to experience more lack. But when you understand that instead of it being an outside in approach, meaning, meaning let me go get this accomplishment to feel this outside in approach, Instead, you feel this in order to accomplish outside. So it becomes an inside-out approach. It becomes an energy feeling of, what is it that I'm wanting? I'm wanting to be a New York Times bestselling author. Okay, what's the fulfillment of that? What's the feeling sense? Uh, it would be success, right? Or you know, a, set, a sense of accomplishment. So it would maybe be a sense of freedom or a sense of security or whatever the emotion is. And the, the, the real way to do it is to feel that energy. That's the quantum success, understanding that there's a quantum field of energy that already exists right now of that success that I'm wanting to be fulfilled in. And once I feel that now, then as I reach towards a goal, I'm feeling it all along the journey. And it's not some kind of destination to finally feel something. I'm feeling it now and now I'm attracting it to me. Mm, I love that. That makes so much sense now. So it's almost like reverse engineering the goal from really a core feelings perspective. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because when you think about it, you know, I, I coach people are like, oh, I just want to find my soulmate because when my soulmate gets here, then I'm going to finally feel love. It's like, yeah, but you're coming from a place of I'm so empty. I don't have love. So you're assigning this man or woman to be the person that makes you feel love. When that love is accessible right here, right now with our divine self, with the quantum energy. And when you feel that, you feel good and you're not coming from an empty place lacking anything. And then you're more attractive to the person, mm -hmm. place, or thing that you're wanting, right? Yeah. And, and also what happens is someone will 
try to attract someone in their life. It doesn't matter who it was or for what form, but it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not feeling love. I'm not feeling appreciated, connected. But if I find the guy, then, you know, I'll have that. And now they look at this person as the source of everything. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, feels good for a little bit, but then it's like, you know, trying to suck. It's like being a, an energy sucker of, you've got to be everything to me. You've got to provide everything for me. And, and just like anything, I mean, a lot of times we look at money like that. We look at, if I just had this sum of money, then I'll feel right. And, and, and then we're, we're always chasing that sum of money. And, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen clients that have gotten to a certain financial place and they still feel empty. And they get to another, oh, well, it must not be this amount of money. Maybe it's mm. this amount of money. So they work harder, they push, they sacrifice pretty much everything else in their lives to get to this level of financial success. Meanwhile, the, their health's you know, gone and they're, they're not feeling well. They're not doing well physically. They don't have many relationships around them. Everything is because they're so focused on the money is going to be the thing that makes me feel this way. And it wasn't this amount of money. It's got to be this amount of money. So they get there again and they look around their lives and go, huh, that didn't work either. What am I missing here? And what they're missing is the energetic connection to the very divine that breathes them. Now, I've heard you talk, Christy, about three emotional habits that block us from creating what we want. So can you share that with our listeners? Yeah. So there are three habitual ways that people don't even realize that they are thinking and then also feeling that drags down their energy. One of them is fear. The other one is worry. And the other one is anxiety. And so let me talk about those as general things. First of all, anxiety, when people are feeling anxious, anxiety is actually not an emotion, just like depression is not an emotion. Anxiety is a suppression of an emotion that has not been expressed. So it's an over amplification of say fear or worry that then comes out as a feeling of I'm anxious. And then the pharmaceutical companies, you know, put out an anti-anxiety mm. medication and then people start taking medications where they could just process their energy of the emotions because that's what emotions are and get rid of the anxiety. And on the same end of the spectrum, if someone's depressed, it's because they've been suppressing their emotions of sadness and so, or feeling like a victim or being, feeling powerless. So they don't feel those emotions. It keeps suppressing it, keeps suppressing it, and then they get depressed. So depression and anxiety are not an emotion. They are what they consider a disease state, but it's a really a suppression of emotions that's underneath it. Now, when you look at fear and worry, it's really a mindset. I mean, I grew up in a long lineage of worry warts. <laughs> you know, Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So if there's something to worry about, we're going to worry about it. Let's yep. worry about the air. Let's worry. I mean, let's worry about everything. And that is literally, it's a mindset. And what we now know is that thoughts create a connection. They activate emotions. And then the emotions activate more thoughts. So you've got this constant momentum of worry. And when you get this strong momentum of worrying happening, it's very difficult for someone that doesn't know this information 
to isolate the emotions from the thoughts and be able to just process out the emotions, the, the worry emotions, let that go, connect with an energy that feels better, and then isolate the thoughts. People are going about it the kind of backwards if they're worrying and then they start to try to do affirmations and they yes. start to think positively, mm -hmm. right? It's why it doesn't work and it's frustrating yeah. for most people is because they've got this momentum and they, these imprints energetically in their bodies towards worrying. And so they start try to say these affirmations that are leading them to feel more trust or more faith. But meanwhile, the emotions are stuck in the body because energy is always constantly moving. It cannot stay still. And so if someone is, is worrying and they're just constantly feeling that, you've got imprints in your body of energy vortices that are constantly spiraling. I, I like to think of it as like a caged lion, mm. right? It's like going around right. and around and around. The energy is doing that. And then it's setting up the reality for more things to worry about or more things to be fearful about. And so it's important for us to become energy masters to understand that everything is energy. We know this by quantum physics. We know this with modern science. Everything is energy. And when you can understand from your own perspective, from your own being, that thoughts are energy and emotions are energy, the words that you say creates energy, the perspectives you hold, the actions that you take, we are energy generators and energy transmitters. And we are also energy receivers. And so when we can deliberately get into alignment with the energy that we want to feel, for example, the energy of faith or freedom or success, and we are allowing all the trillions of cells in our body that have receptor sites on them, when we allow our bodies to be receiving of the energy we choose to bring in, not what's be happening by default, like going around people that are in fear and then feeling that fear, but being in alignment with the energy we choose, like, hey, today I want to experience just joy all day long. I'm going to feel, let me just connect with that energy, feel that coming into my body, feeling all my cells vibrating in joy. And then from there, every word I, every word I speak is in alignment with joy. The thoughts that I, I think, if they're not in joy, I release them, I let them go, and I choose a thought that feels good. I feel in my body joy. I, I take action steps from the place of joy. Perspectives that I hold are in joy. When we can start deliberately doing that, we're then generating even more of that joy within ourselves because we're energy receivers, we're energy generators, and then we're also transmitters. So as we're transmitting that energy out, then what happens, law of attraction kicks in. One of the seven essential laws that I talk about, law of attraction kicks in and then gives us the same matching vibration and brings things to us, relationships, circumstances, events, accomplishments, all those other things that reflect what we're giving out. I mean, the spiritual principle of as within, so without explains law of attraction. Mm. You know, for those people who are just having a really crummy day, or maybe someone's going through a life transition or, uh, you know, a new phase and a new cycle, it can be hard, right, to sometimes see the light at that, the end of that tunnel. Absolutely. So are there questions or strategies or tips people can do for themselves in order to kind of pivot from the feelings of overwhelm or frustration or 
the anger, anxiety? Yes. I mean, it's really working with your emotions, knowing that those are the, those emotions are energy, but the, pl- the place that I always say for people to start, because this, ha- this helps you not only become aware of your thoughts and your emotions, is really watching your words. Because that's the first place that we have to start. I mean, it says in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word. Mm. And when you think about thoughts, there are a series of words. And thoughts, thought over and over and over again, create a belief. They also ignite emotions. And from that place, we then create our reality. So it's really important that we pay attention to the words that we say because most people are not aware of this, but a lot of the things that we say will pull down our energy and disconnect us from pure potentiality, which is another universal law I talk about. When we are closing off or feeling the limitation or the lack of something, we don't feel good. And so it pulls down our energy and it keeps us feeling not good. But when we can be aware of what these words are and why they pull down our energy and shift them, now we're in the driver's seat because now we can deliberately choose the words that are more expansive and that allow us to create potential and possibility. And you have a video series that you're doing. Is that Watch Your Words? Yeah. So I created, because I get this question a lot and I have for years, like, okay, you're talking about a lot of cosmic, quantum, you know, stuff. Like where do people create, how is, how can we practically, in a practical way, bring this into our human lives where we have bills to pay and there's, you know, dysfunction relationships or we're struggling against the kind of success that we want, or we're feeling that we don't have the health in our bodies. Where do we start? And I would say over and over, you got to watch your words. And so I put together a list of, and this is over 20 years of research, 25, if you want to do my own personal experience, um, of the words and phrases that most people use completely unaware of what it's doing to them and that causes a chain reaction and they keep, they keep creating more of what they don't want. So I created a 30 day video series and sometimes the videos are like a minute and a half up to like maybe four minutes, but you get a video every single day and it tells you the word or the phrase, why you want to shift it and then what you want to say instead. So for example, that's really timely, you know, with the situation that we're all finding ourselves in with COVID, many people are saying, oh my God, I miss seeing my friends, or I miss going to a sporting event, or I miss going to the spa and getting a pedicure, or I miss Mm -hmm. this, or I miss that. When you say I'm missing something, someone, it pulls down your energy Mm. because you're now in lack. You're feeling you're lacking something and that never feels good. But if you switch it to, and I give a couple of different options, right, for this one video, but if you switch it to, God, I'm so looking forward to going to another sporting event, or I'm so looking forward to going to a concert, I'm so looking forward to getting a pedicure. Now you're shifted in a different direction of what you're looking forward to instead of what's missing. And you could even just say that to yourself. think, Think of things that you've been feeling like, oh my God, I just missed that so much. And instead, shift it in your own mind to, I'm looking forward to getting together with my girlfriends for lunch, or I'm looking forward to whatever it is. And you could feel it in your body. It feels different. That's yeah, I mean, just, just hearing you say that, I could, I could hear the difference. Yes. Yeah. That's just one. There's 30 of them that pull our energy down, and most people say it, like, oh, I can't afford that. Really? How does that feel? Mm. 
but what could you say in, instead? So I created this 30 days, it's free. And you can go to watchyourwords.com, just put in your name and your email, you'll start getting the emails every day, you'll get the videos every day for 30 days, and it'll really help you become more deliberate in what you say, and you will feel a huge difference in, and you'll become more aware of when you say these things, um, and you'll stop and shift it on, you know, on the spot, and you'll see the difference that it makes. So that's, that's a gift I created, and um, I'm happy to give that to all of your listeners, Alex. Yes, awesome, and it is, will be in the link description, uh, the show notes, I mean, so you follow just the show notes, and you can hop on that link and start that challenge. I think that's awesome. Um, Chrissy, I do want to mention your book, uh, Quantum Success, which you were gracious enough to let me read. And I'm really enjoying the processes. And, you know, you make it very easy to understand these concepts, which I think sometimes people can be overwhelmed with. So uh, it's, it's very digestible and I've really enjoyed it. So what can people expect from your book, Quantum Success? It's really, you know, I like to say that it's a formula for you, for getting into that field of understanding the quantum field, right? And so there's a lot of times people will think, well, if I just take a lot of action, do, 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 and force yes. and drive and move, then I'll create the success. But they could have a bad attitude or they could have worry, they could have fear, they're not aligned. And when you get in alignment with, your energy that you want the outcome to be, then it's like putting rocket fuel into your vehicle. So, you know, there's some people that sit around and meditate and they align all day, but they don't take action. And then there's other people that are on the other side of that, that spectrum where they're just action, 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 but they're not aligned. And it's really that sweet spot in the middle of having both alignment and momentum. And this book, Quantum Success, is really about your relationship with work and money. However, I talk about those seven essential laws that really are like the, I think of these seven essential laws as the rules of the game. It's kind of like, Alex, if you were an alien and you came down to earth and all of a sudden you meet someone, they're like, Hey, we're going to go play baseball. You've never heard of baseball. You have no idea what it is. You go out onto the, you know, diamond field, um, the baseball field and the, your friend hands you a bat and says, okay, that guy's going to throw you the ball and you need to hit it with the bat. Mm. And so you hit the bat and you hit the ball with the bat and then everybody's yelling, run. And you're like, run where? And you run to third base, you're going to be out because you don't know the rules of the game, right? right? And right. so most of us come into this life, we're being told, oh, these are the rules. You got to make sure that you behave in this way and you got to do these things and you got to not ruffle feathers or you can't be so different or you can't get to please other people or you got to make me happy. There's all these rules that we learn that actually aren't the rules of the game. And when you understand these seven essential laws, these are universal laws. They are like they work for every single person, every single time, like gravity. I mean, I bet, Alex, you're sitting in a chair right now and your body is not floating into outer space <laughs> because there's this thing called gravity. Yep. Before, before I mentioned gravity, were you thinking about gravity? No. Yeah, but it's nope. still working, whether yep. you're aware of it or not. And so are these other universal laws. So it just makes sense that if you know about gravity, if you're at the side of a building or you're climbing a mountain, that you don't walk off the side of the mountain or walk off the side of the building because you'll go splat, right? <laughs> well, these universal yeah. laws yeah. make sense. It makes sense to know about them. They're the rules of this game of life. And so 
um, that's what really the promise of the book is, is that you get to understand these rules, especially as it relates to work and money. So what did you learn from, from the process of writing this book? Well, for me, um, all of my books have been written the same way my first one was. So this book, yeah, this book came to me at three o'clock in the morning. I was in the middle of a cruise ship in the middle of the Mediterranean and my husband was sleeping next to me in the bed and I had to get up because I know that feeling. Um, something's about to download and I need to grab my pen mm-hmm. and paper. And uh, I went out into the family room and my one son, because we had like a family suite, my one son was sleeping on the couch. The other one was sleeping in the other bedroom. So I got the bathroom. And so I literally for three hours on a very cold linoleum floor in the middle of a cruise ship um, downloaded this book. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. I love hearing stuff like that because that's I mean, that's very similar to how my my Oracle deck came to me. It's just, those are the moments when things are truly in alignment, right? Yes, exactly. It's beautiful. So what's next for you, Christy? Well, just continuing to write and, you know, inspire and my, I keep, I'm still spiritual seeker myself. I've two years ago started channeling the council and like fully channeling them um, where they come in and take over my consciousness and they speak through me. So everything is moving in my business and how I serve people through working with Christy and the council instead of just Christy. Mm. So it's, it's amazing. And I feel very, very blessed to be able to um, have opened up to that. And it's truly, truly a gift. So mm, that's very exciting. Yeah. I want to uh, finish by asking you a question that I ask everybody that comes on here. And that is, how do you stay spirit guided? Meditation. Mm. For me, it's, um, it's essential. It's, I like to equate it like this, you know, our physical bodies need water, liquid all day long. We need to eliminate all day long. We need to fuel our bodies with food all day long and our bodies need energy all day long. And so it, it, our, our bodies are going to fill up energetically. And so when we are the ones that deliberately choose the energy that we want to be filled up with we say like joy or abundance or success and we allow that energy to, we have to ask because it can't be just be imposed. It's not a imposition based universe or an assertion based universe. We always have to ask when it asks, it is, is given. But so when we ask for that joy energy to be filled in our whole entire body, it's like fueling ourselves with a really well balanced nutrient meal and doing it very frequently throughout the day um, keeps me just completely in alignment. Do you have any uh, final words for, for our listeners? Well, you know, I, I'm not anybody special. We're, we're all special. We all have the divine living us, breathing us. We're all here and we're all divinely designed to have well-being, to have financial abundance, to have success in whatever creative expression that is for us and to have all of our relationships be loving and supportive. And for someone 25 years ago that was really miserable inside to be able to shift my life from complete lack to abundance and to see that shifting in my outer life um, change from relationships to the amount of support that I get to, I mean, everything. If I can do it, everybody can do it. And I've seen so many do it. So because it's universal, as you, as you learn it and apply it, your life will change in the areas that you struggle with. 
Wonderful. And, and so true. So Christy, I really enjoyed this conversation and, and thank you so much for your time and being a part of this podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I hope you enjoyed this insightful interview with Christy. For more information, make sure you check out the show notes or you can head on over to Alex Levy online forward slash blog forward slash Christy for more information on how to connect with her. Don't forget to leave a rating, review and subscribe. Until next time, my friends, stay spirit guided.